Hi, Ryan. What's up? Hey, uh, why are we doing this little uh, cold intro again? <laughs> we haven't done one of these in a while. Well, we have something a little different uh, yeah. this week. And it's um, going to be explain it instead of, you know, the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am intros. Yeah, we're starting off with a mailbag. Oh, yeah. Uh, we get into some what's up with Tom right at the beginning. Just yeah. like, bam. Just because it's a carryover from last week's uh, Dude Ranch episode. Yeah, it was the Casey message of the 20th anniversary of Dude Ranch. We get into that. Um, Tom's talked about that. We get into that as yeah. well. <laughs> and uh, then we get into the meat of the episode, which is the uh, the Blink influences. Yeah, the school, uh, school of Blink 182. The school of Blink 182. This is all the music that has sort of inspired blink that blink was a part of whether or not that you know directly was inspired or not um we get into all that we talk a lot about that kind of thing i found some cool clips of the attic children that i put in this episode that'll be fun to listen to oh nice um, if you don't know the attic children is the band that mark hoppus was in before blink 182 <laughs> i think he was like 15 or yeah. <laughs> 16 in the band um nice so it'll be fun to hear it's pretty cool we did a little uh it's a little bit influenced by the history of ongoing music uh, little podcast thing. A history of ongoing music, which did the three-part episode about Bling Wing 2, the rise and fall and rise. Yeah, our, uh, this is a little shout-out to a uh, listener, David. He actually tweeted me about it. He says, oh, that was really good, but there were some errors in it and stuff. Yeah. And I, I remember, I should have said that. I remember hearing it and being like, I think... I forgot to put him on blast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think there were a few times where he said Mark and he meant to say Tom or... Yeah, 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 but that's whatever. Yeah, it was right. still, it was still cool. Yeah. So this is a little inspired by, but it was mostly uh, to thank our buddy um, David, another David, David Snyder. Yeah, that uh, recommended us do this episode. So he yeah, he wanted he likes old music, and he's like, I want you to talk about music I might know, and um, <laughs> he's probably not gonna know a lot of this, but uh, <laughs> even if he doesn't, and even if you don't, dear listener, uh, I really encourage you to check out any of these bands that we talk about. A lot of them are. Um, pretty well known but some of them aren't and if you like blink they're probably worth checking out yeah it's a cool little fun uh, different type of episode yeah it's a little little more uh subdued a little more i think you'll learn you'll hopefully learn some cool things about <laughs> about some fun punk music yeah it's good times uh well before they go out and listen to it ryan is there anything they should be doing i feel like i'm forgetting something here well um you know when you're sitting back taking the garbage out or you know just enjoying the the tunes you might as well you know get comfortable and uh take your pants off Well, hello and welcome to Take Off Your Pants and Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Ryan. And we have a fun show for everyone today. At least I'm excited about it. Yeah? Uh, <laughs> What's uh, the show? Uh, well, we got a lot. It's it's basically based off of a, a listener submission. Mm. Um, listener uh, Dave Snyder mm-hmm. uh, wanted to hear... He, he likes old people music, so he wanted to hear... Uh, <laughs> He's, it's kind of new to the Blink world. We've kind of Yeah, bl- I think Blink-182 is like new for him a little yeah. bit. <laughs> and um, he... 
he was like, hey, can you like show me like where Blink came from and like older so I can hear like older stuff and like how that all fits in. <laughs> and uh, this is going to be about that. It's going to be about the 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 Blink fluences. The school of Blink 182. School of Blink 182. Exactly. Um, yeah. All the bands that kind of influenced Blink and and in all parts of their career. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk a lot throughout, about throughout stuff. time. Uh, but we're not going to talk about that right now. Yeah. Uh, what are we going to talk about right now, Ryan? Well, um, you know, before we get into it, uh, there was like, you know, last week our, we did our 20th anniversary of dude ranch episode and that's came and gone. And it was kind of cool to see a little bit of, um, like, I don't know, dude ranch kind of popping up in like the mainstream. Yeah. I mean, I think it's safe to say we kind of kicked off a little trend there. (laughs) Yeah. That was all us. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we were definitely first on the, you know, retrospective of dude ranch, uh, bandwagon (laughs) as far as I'm aware. Well, it was kind of neat. Like they had like, uh, like it was on like Reddit front page under music. Yeah. Like this album's 20 years old or something like that. Yeah. And then uh, Vice, put, uh, Noisy, put out um, a really like good article. Yeah, which is like a cool outlet, you know? Yeah. They don't talk about not cool things. Yeah, they're cool. They're like, Vice. <laughs> they, they're, from, uh, they're in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, like the headline was like, it's been 20 years since Dude Ranch changed pop punk forever. So it's like, all right. Do you think Dude Ranch changed pop punk forever? Yeah, I think so. I how, think uh, how so. Um. Well, I think maybe animas maybe more to do with that, but this was more of like set the stage. I think set the stage and got everybody ready for it. Like everyone, was, everyone, everyone was racing for it after that. Yeah, you know? yeah. everyone's like, oh, okay, and oh. so, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty cool to see, and um, this is kind of carryover from the last uh, episode, but we put out there like for people to send in, you know, their favorite dude ranch stuff or like you know thoughts about yeah. dude ranch. So I just kind of have a few things here to kind of go over. Um, Let's if, hear. If it. you haven't listened to the Dude Ranch go episode, go back. It's a good old long one to. Is this some? Is in. this something in our mailbag, Ryan? This is in the mailbag. Cue intro music. So we have a couple different ones here. Um, first, we got uh, on our Discord channel. Uh, you can get that by being part of our um, Patreon, if you're not. But uh, <laughs> What a shill. <laughs> what a shill. But the first comment we got from this whole thing is from our own Eric Smith. Oh. And he said, I like the cover. It's mostly a cow butt. I like how the cover is mostly a cow butt. Oh, there's balls, too. That was his comment about Dude Ranch. <laughs> I like how the cover is mostly a cow butt. Oh, there's balls too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty in depth shit. That's something we <laughs> didn't mention at all. We didn't. Yeah. I, the, I thought about it cover. later. Yeah. And, and the entire like aesthetic they decided to go with of like spending time to like take photos as if there Cowboys is like this stuff. very homoerotic dude ranch <laughs> that they're all a part of. Yeah. We didn't. I, that was I a weird of, choice. I thought about it afterwards, but all of their albums really <laughs> bold weird choice until i think we get to take off your pants and jacket at that point it just becomes a pun and the whole get up is just like we're in black and we're emo and cool <laughs> but the rest of the albums like dude ranch and enema estate they like stage themselves in like goofy situations yeah, 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 and yeah. <laughs> i i they, they should revisit uh that oh yeah for the next album do the the album art where you're in goofy situations together please yeah but don't put like um 
you don't need to see them on the cover. I'm glad. That's one thing I like about Blink-182 yeah. is that none of their covers have them on it. Well, how, how fun would it have been if, like, there's the cover to California, right? And you open it up, and then there's, like, the picture of, like, Travis driving and Mark and Matt in, like, wacky poses. <laughs> I don't know around, about that. Holding their hats. That might be a little bit, like, <laughs> gone. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Well, no, what if it's just, like, the cover of, like, Back to the Future, but they're, like, um, you know... You know, oh, all, that'd be all three of them. Back Future Three when it had everybody, yeah. all three of them on it, or like a gritty, like Zack Snyder esque, like oh, like God. like a movie here, like they're like you know superheroes or something. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Like it's a threefold thing, and it's just like the faces. <laughs> well, let me get to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Eric. This is also on uh, Discord. Um, Bateson, I guess his name is. He says, uh, I thought Dude Rant sounded like shit after being introduced to the band with Enema. Weird that Mark Trombino recorded it as a Bleed Americans. Uh, wait, weird that Mark Trombino recorded it as Bleed Americans sounds so sonically different. Um, honestly, the Mark, Tom, and Travis show made me a bigger Dude Ranch fan since the live Dude Ranch tracks had a had such a polish. It says, not all of us can... S- not all of us have the Mike's Dude Ranch street cred, is what he said. Mike's Dude Ranch street cred? Maybe he means like the Cheshire Oh, cats. Cheshire. Yeah, because I, I think I, I mentioned in the episode, I got Dude Ranch actually fairly late. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it was but you were like Cheshire. Cheshire guy that yeah. was like way ahead. Uh, well, yeah, just by no reason. I didn't, I wasn't early. I was just like, I should buy the first one. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's, that's kind of funny. It is funny to think about it, thinking it sound like shit back when you... Uh, well, and we should say though, um, I mean, he referenced Bleed American, which Mark Trimbina produced, but... That was later. And, and was a little later. Yeah, you want to think of like where Trimbino was also at in his career, and he had just produced Static Prevails, which is that's what, more like what Tom was wanting. And yeah, it is. It's still different, um, for sure, and the sound of the band is just so different because, one, Jimmy uses clean tones all the time, and mm-hmm. Blink, especially in Dude Ranch, is not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a lot uh, rougher around the edges in the way that yeah, Dude Ranch is. Yeah, I think... It's not as polished as Bleed American. True, yeah, that, but uh, yeah, so it was changed. That was a few years later. So you know. Yeah, I mean, and that was changed. the same time Blink Polish. You know, that mm-hmm. was 2001. Think of Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a funny one. But uh, this yeah. one comes from Facebook. This is uh, um, Julio Almaraz, I believe his name is. I uh, said uh, I was five years old when this came out. Put that into perspective. Five years old. I think I was. What was it? Ninety seven. Yeah. Well, I was what like eight. <laughs> It's like I'm uh, what a what a baby. I was like ten. Man, something. I would have given you so many nuggets on the playground. <laughs> but he says, so I didn't get into Blink till years later and didn't get to experience the album. Great album though, but uh not on my top five, is mm. what he says. That's mm. interesting. I think not it's on my... his top five for Blink albums? Um that's what I'm guessing, yeah. That is a little surprising. Cause you gotta imagine okay, what is the quick top five? You gotta imagine there's like Untitled Untitled Enema, Take Off Anson Jacket, uh Neighborhoods California, Dude Ranch. Okay, so yeah, how is is he saying that neighborhoods are? Or maybe maybe he's maybe or? he has dude you know, the dogs and dogs EP in there. Maybe he likes Cheshire Cat more than Dude Ranch, who knows? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I bet he doesn't. I bet he prefers neighborhoods over it. I yeah. think if you like the Cheshire Cat sound, you'd prefer dude. Mm. Like you'd mm. you'd make room for them both in there. Okay. But. So I mean, just just miss the top five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is from John Galvin. He says or Galavan. Um, however you say his name, it's pretty cool. Uh, the whole album's great. It's riffy, 
anthemic and it has those totally sweet harmonies all over it. It's a good transition between the skate punkiness of Cheshire Cat and the clean production of Enema. Mark's lyrics are some of his most mature ones in the whole discography. And Tom gets some sweet riffs. Okay, I, like, I'm like reading this too small. <laughs> gets some sweet riffs and really brings it with the guitar and, and the dick jokes. My favorite track is Untitled, but Apple Shampoo and Dick Lips are right up there with it. Uh, there's not even, that's not even getting into the super hits like Damn It and Josie. There's no bad songs on the record. Yeah, I like I like what that guy had to say. Um, <laughs> although, I mean, we kind of disagreed with some of the stuff he said. I feel bad because I think I remember saying I didn't like Untitled. Yeah, I like Untitled. Yeah, Untitled's I one. Yeah, I know I'm like in the in the vast minority yeah. of that one, but fucking weirdo. But yeah, super hits though. I like how he is that what he said. Super hits like Damn It and Josie. Yeah, I like that term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Apple Shampoo and Dick Lips are great. I just I think I, what was it? We were reading. Um, was that on the 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 Vice article talking about like Dick Clips might be one of the best like uh, Tom DeLonge songs? Uh, I think it is. Yeah, like it's one of those best written songs when the worst name. Uh, it's probably one of Blink One Two's best songs with the worst possible title. <laughs> is what the noisy uh, article said. Written by Emma Garland, by the way. Emma Garland. I figured we're referencing it a lot. We should, should hit us up. Say he wrote it. Yeah, we'd love to speak with you about this because it's a cool article. <laughs> And uh, the last little piece of mailbag I have in here, uh, it's a long one, but it's a, it's a good one. This is from... Uh, really? Did we ever figure out how to say this? Is it Taboot? Is it a French listener? Uh, Taibut? Yeah, I think We're it was like Taibut. Tai- <laughs> is that how you said oh, it? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I know. I have to go back to the email when he told us how to pronounce it. Yeah. Sorry. So bad. So sorry, Type, but thanks but... for listening. I'm not gonna, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh... I think it's the boot or so, so taboo or something like that. Taboo. <laughs> taboo. T H I B A U T. And then he has in parentheses your French listener. <laughs> Here's my opinion about Dude Ranch. Dude Ranch for me is the record by Blink that showcased, along with the Cheshire Cat, the SoCal punk sounds from the 90s. It's a bit different to Cheshire Cap, as the sound quality of the record is better, uh, mostly because they change labels from Cargo to MCA. Do Ranch is a very solid record with a lot of really cool songs. Honorable mentions to, to the course of Damn It, Josie, but also Emo, I'm Sorry, Waggy, Pathetic. Um, yeah, I guess he said those are some of his favorites. Uh, the voice of Tom and Mark is probably at its best on this record. Just the back and forth vocals of Mark and Tom on Pathetic showcases their musical talents and lyrics. And of course, Scott's drumming is at its best with that fast punk beat on nearly every song. He also mentioned if Scott played in Blink, Blink would have continued to make skate punk music, and I'm sure they would have been on that same level as bands like Bad Religion, No Effects, Lagwagon, and they have, uh, and they would have signed with Epitaph as the band met Greg Gra- uh, Graffin. Is it Greg Giffen or Greg Giffen? Greg Gaffin. Yeah. Um, when they were choosing which label they wanted to make their record. So, yeah. Uh, and he says, I keep up the awesome podcast. So, yeah. Thanks for checking it out. Yeah, thanks a lot. It's pretty. Uh, I think what he brings up at the end there, like that alternate history that the band may have gone with, mm-hmm. or just depending on who they had signed with. And I, I think that's interesting to think about. And like, it, it, maybe they wouldn't have sounded vastly different. But could you imagine if they had signed Epitaph, what the songs like, what if All the Small Things was produced under Epitaph? Like, what would that song kind of sound like? Yeah, that's an interesting way. I think it would have been, yeah, it would have been a lot different, I think, trajectory with them. But I think they, I think he's right. I think they would have been in this uh, camp more of, of bands. Yeah. And probably, like, t- 
touring on like those little smaller shows. Yeah. Um, and maybe not. Maybe they would have still been maybe went into the route of Untitled. Eventually, you could almost but. imagine in a, a world where they maybe didn't get as much commercial success, but got a little bit more of the critical reception that they're getting now. You mm-hmm. know, back then where yeah, yeah, people yeah. were like unafraid to just be like, "Hey, these guys are writing really good songs." Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's that'd be interesting. Um, we'll get into more probably of that kind of stuff in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's closing up the mailbag. Um, usually you do this at the end, but this is kind of, you know, this is could carry, carry yeah, over. We do the things. It's very informal here at the take off your pants <laughs> and podcast podcast. But, uh, but before we get into the school of blink one, a two, there's someone else that had something to say about dude ranch. Yeah. We have to go up and up and, uh, the check space up, to figure out what he's up into space and figure out, uh, what's, uh, what's up with Tom. He used to play guitar and sing for blink one eighty two, but he wanted to move on and do something new. Now he's writing books about a government conspiracy, questioning the notions about our reality. We just want to know what's up with Tom. Um, he's been kind of going. Um, he's been pretty busy on social media lately. I feel like on on. Uh, yeah, he kind of does Instagram and, tw- and Twitter. For, yeah. Um, speaking of Dude Ranch, he had a post regarding the, the Dude Ranch 20th anniversary. What do you say about? It? 20 years old. Wow. It's crazy that what I'm writing at this moment for Strange Times is even more rift-based and faster-paced than this. At the time, it was fast for us. Love this album. And I'm thankful for it in the in my arsenal. I believe you'll be pleasantly surprised with the next Angels album. Hmm. That's what his 20th anniversary thing. There's a tone about that. I just don't like. Yeah, I, I something feel, strange. I feel like there's a tone of, of like, I don't know, like, yes, what he's saying is fine. But like, the, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Am I crazy? I don't think so. I, it is weird. Like it's it's it is latching on. It's almost the same type of thing of when like they released, you know, California and him saying like I've done all this stuff, you know, kind yeah, of thing, guarding Blink. Like, don't worry, guys. I'm still doing stuff. Yeah, it just. Yeah, is he working it, on this? Or he's working on a Angels and Airways, a fast Angels and Airways album, or is he working on a acoustic Angels and Airways album? Yeah, that too. It's, it's or is like, he working on anything? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just it's been a lot of of these. Um, it's been a long time now of like big things coming. And, well, yeah, but, he's been posting w- a lot had, of had, like. Remember, there was that thing. It was like two weeks from now. There's gonna be a big thing, and then it was like two weeks came, and he was like, "Oh, sorry, it got to be postponed like four weeks back." It, the big things. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like there was a specific thing, and I don't, I don't think he ever followed up on that, did he? I don't know. I think he just has. To, was it had to do with the casting of the Strange Times thing? Because he he did put that. I mean, if it. that was it, because he said it was like the biggest thing that have you know that he's ever done it's gonna make everyone realize why i quit blink like this is like this is it you know it's all you were almost like expecting him to be like here's an alien look at it (laughs) i found it (laughs) i found it you guys um he's posted a lot of his like pictures from um, angels and airwaves like he has like the whole group at one point he has him in um uh ian or ellen is it ellen 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 uh there's pictures of him live there's a picture of him and travis on here no caption like i don't know he just must go with, like google himself and just look for cool stuff and post it on instagram hmm. 
It's wow. kind of strange. He also had a, a like a Twitter uh, thing rampage. Did you see this? No, I didn't. Or, <laughs> did you hear about this? You hear about this? Um, he <laughs> Tom DeLonge of Blink We Two had a Twitter rampage. Well, not rampage. Rampage. Word, yeah, like it's a, a little Twitter Buzzfeedy there, Ryan. <laughs> Check out what Tom said. It's Twitter rampage. <laughs> Tom DeLonge on <laughs> I guess more of like a spurt, like just like a spurt. <laughs> like or, less it, harmless. It was like a harmless. like a Kanye string of tweets, okay, kind of thing. String of consciousness. Yeah, exactly. So this is what he <laughs> Did said. He, he probably got drunk and got on Twitter, is what you're saying? Maybe, because this is what he <laughs> says. So, or this is something like I would, if I was like stoned and I was like writing this out. But he I says like, be like, I'm, I'm afraid for my life. <laughs> so this, first he has, if it's my version of complexity, it's Dreamwalker Unentitled. Second tweet. What? Hold on. Wait. <laughs> That's the first tweet. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. All right. Like, <laughs> uh, second tweet. If there's sadness and angst to angst together, box cry racer. If it's conquering the world, it's I empire. If it's summer, animal jacket. So depending how you feel, you could pick up one of the one of those many albums that fits that particular moment in my in your life. I've written so many songs. I always felt my job was to grow, try different styles, make every album be its own narrative. That's that's about six tweets. I mean, his analysis of his own music, uh, I don't entirely disagree with. No, uh, but it's a little silly. A little, <laughs> little like I don't know. It's just it's weird to talk about your own work in those terms. A little bit. I like, mean, I, I like, like the, Stanley, the thinking, but it's just like a just like get your head out of your own ass. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> Just stop. Let other it. people say that. Yeah. yeah Let yeah. other people say and that. People about your work. And people do. Yeah. We Relax. do. It's we do. Okay. That's yeah, what we're doing. We do. <laughs> we love your work, Tom. <laughs> this is like, uh, this is why people don't like Kanye and stuff, is this type of stuff. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's other reasons, but yeah, there's one, <laughs> one of the reasons. Yeah. The, like, y- no one wants to see someone talk about, like, or do you think like this is type of like i mean that this is oh this is quite the same but remember there was that whole thing of him being like addicted and talking about how you know we don't need to whisper he doesn't mention we don't need to whisper by the way on this but uh yeah that he's gonna change the world with it and stuff hmm. but he doesn't also mention dude ranch on here hmm. Hmm. or neighborhoods <laughs> I don't know. Feel frustrated. It's interesting. I don't know. Like, it, <laughs> if you're feeling passive aggressive, put on neighborhoods. <laughs> oh, he's a um, he's an interesting fella. He um, is Tom. He's a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I want we like we said we want to see him do. You know well. what? In in prepping for, uh, I'll say this as the last kind of thing. In prepping for the what we're about to talk about, the real meat of this episode, I was watching a lot of old Tom DeLonge quotes and new ones too, just like watching a lot of Tom DeLonge clips. And I was reminded that the guy does seem like a very nice man. Mm-hmm. He seems like a very nice, uh, wonderful human being. Yeah, he's a great. So He's a great dude. Uh, but we just, do he's just, a, just he an interesting fellow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so that was what's up with Tom. Yeah. I guess we'll come down and, and do this shit. Come down. And uh, <laughs> so... Dude Ranch is 20 years old and big influential thing now, apparently, right? Yeah, I guess it is, all well, of a sudden. <laughs> we thought it'd be fun, since we've been talking about this influential piece of work, mm-hmm. uh, to talk about maybe what influenced Blink. Yeah. Uh, influences of Blink, and this is all derived from 
David giving us the this idea. This is all David. Yeah, this uh, is all for him. So send, we'll have a Spotify playlist for you to listen if to. If you don't David. like any of the stuff, just send your emails to Dave Snyder. <laughs> Jay's on the Empire Jedi Podcast. Empire Jedi Podcast Tweet at Network. Him. Tell him that he's <laughs> Tweet an at asshole. Him. Tell him he's an asshole. For recommending this. No, this is this. You shouldn't do that because this episode is going to be awesome. I'm really excited to talk (laughs) about this. Um, So, yeah. So we're going to talk about the school of Blink-182, Brian. Yes. A lot of shit has influenced Blink. Yes. Uh, More than more than someone might think. And also, I think what we want to do is start or what I want to do is uh, uh, contextualize Blink a bit. Mm -hmm. You know, like you always help to understand anything any important historical event uh, <laughs> by the context of it, right? Yeah. And that... It's at the stage. Blink is an important historical event. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't th- I don't see any reason why Blink-182 should be treated with less seriousness than the moon landing. I mean, your your boys over at the the Times said the most influential band of the... Yeah, the New York Times. Was it the 90s or the 2000s or whatever it was? Uh, they said they're, yeah, one of the most inf- the most influential band of the 90s, I think. Yeah. yeah. Is Blink-182. <laughs> and that was the New York goddamn Times. So, <laughs> paper of record. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, it's like... Th- like we kind of wanted to go at this in a couple different ways, I think. So like one of the things I was thinking about, like, you know, there's videos of blank talking about their influences, but you know, it'd be cool to also say like, you know, things maybe that they haven't really mentioned, but you could hear it. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're definitely going to cover some things that they've cited as influences and things that maybe they haven't. Um, but were important to the sound, you know, maybe things that whether they maybe it's just coincidence or whatever, but things that do happen to sound like it maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're going to go through this like somewhat chronologically. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the first thing, what we should start out with okay. is uh, if, you, if you're ready to just go ahead yeah, and get Yeah, go ahead. It. You, you're leading this thing. All right, cool. So <laughs> I think what we should start out is uh, I posed this question to Ryan a few days ago. Um, this is sort of like a question of what is the first appearance on the, in the world scene, that first blip? Of, of the Blink sound, you know, something that could, the heart and soul of Blink was showed up there, okay. you know. Of course, I'm sure going back into, you know, the 1700s, people with cellos and courts and stuff, I'm sure there were some of them playing catchy tunes yeah. about little love songs where they were a loser. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, those are lost to time. <laughs> <laughs> but we can only go back so far. And also, like, you know, we're still discovering bands from, uh, you know, like uh, like Death, for example. There's that... that yeah, Death, the sea, it turned... Yeah, it's another genre that white people apparently stole from <laughs> black people. Death, if you haven't heard of Death, um, there's a great documentary, is it a band called Death? Yeah, the band called Death. The band called Death. And it's basically this, like, home band, you know, just like house band that played before punk was a thing it was like right before the ramones and right stuff. before the Ramones, yeah and they just played like what they just thought of as like super loud fast rock and roll but yeah. it was just it was punk It's a great, great. It's a great documentary, and they discovered that it's a great story. I'll spoil it, but they just basically they recorded had recordings, and it, they were discovered like in the early two thousands or something. So yeah, but uh, that's we're even going back farther than that, right? 
Yeah, uh, we're going back far. I mean, death, I think you can say there's a lineage from death to blink for yeah. sure. In uh, the attitude and the way that they approached music. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but they we're weren't, going, it couldn't have been an influence though because they were discovered afterwards. No, no. Um, Unless but, for some reason. No, they weren't. They Mark weren't an and Tom were. They were, they were part of the same tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Oh, but okay, so so Ryan, what is the first appearance for that that you were able to to identify? Uh, uh, I think you know, we already figured it out, but I could I could say what you're gonna say probably. <laughs> you can say what I'm gonna say because I I think I might have changed it. Well, all right. So I think, um, and we kind of talked about this a little bit on the Green Day episode. I think you can go back to. Um, Stuff like early Beatles and Beach Boys for like the the Blink One Eighty Two sound, I think, for just kind of like faster songs that are kind of just like super catchy or about just like chicks and yeah. I don't know. And yeah, I mean, you're not like far. That. Like Mark has cited all the time the Beatles as an influence, and especially Paul McCartney's bass playing. Not I think so he- much the shredding, but the the idea of like because Mark doesn't tread like Paul, but, but the way that he is the glue to the song, Mark. Yeah. And I think you can maybe even, maybe I should even said maybe even Chuck Berry songs in a way. Well, that's what I had. Uh, (laughs) that's what I had is is Chuck Berry. I just thought about that now because you're, that's what it is. It's a riff, uh, a quick little fast song about girls, uh, you know, (laughs) or like driving or something or, yeah, driving or just something fun mm-hmm. and and not grandiose, kind of like relatable every mm-hmm. every person, you know, the every man. And um, I had one song in particular is actually Brown Eyed Handsome Man, mm-hmm. which is I thought because Blink Wing 2 is a little bit more than just like fun, happy, you know, that's part of it. But there also is like the untitled and like the angsty stuff, you know, and uh, Brown Eyed Handsome Man is like this like fast, like kind of like chuck berry song but it's it was originally called brown brown eye brown skinned handsome man mm. and it it's like if you listen to the lyrics it's like this like really uh like um kind of like a black pride song like mm. it's really you know definitely motivated by racial tensions and like this um kind of like darker place you know darker might be the wrong word but just it's operating at like at a different level which is something that i think blink ultimately became with which was you know this like fun simple sound but with this like underlaying of something like a a mark mark has referred to it as like this underlaying of like anxiety or something yeah yeah, yeah. he feels like blink has Mm -hmm. Of an unnamed parmit, he was sitting in the witness stand. The judge's wife called up the district attorney. She said, Free that brown eyed man. If you want your job, you better free that brown eyed man. Flying across the desert. I would say, if, I'm, if we're going Chuck Berry, that was 1957, by the way. That was the year for that song. What about uh, like something like Maybelline or something? Could be like a Josie yeah, like, yeah. character or something. I think, like that. I think in general, I think we're onto something here with Chuck Berry being like. Because <laughs> they do. They have really riffs, any of his songs. And there's riffs be, throughout the whole song. It's a riff. Then the simple like fun, the 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 melodies even too being like nursery rhyme on steroids you know yeah and just a lot of like the um a lot of rhyming lyrics like you know Maybelline like the first verse is I was motivating over the hill I saw Maybelline in a Coupe de Ville Cadillac rolling on the open road nothing knocking out run a V eight Ford like it's kind of like yeah. 
just fast. That, I mean, that, that, yeah, add 50 years and make him white and put him in the suburbs. He's probably going to be right in the rock show. <laughs> yeah, or on a skateboard instead. Or yeah, something. on a skateboard instead of a, yeah, exactly. You're totally right. Yeah, that was the start of. Yeah, I think that was kind of the start of this, this, this sound. And um, so going from there, you know, the Beatles and the Beach Boys, just chronolo- chronologically, they're a little bit further down yeah and this is i think they, they were all influenced by chuck berry and stuff yeah so. they would yeah of course and and this is i i just want to kind of pause here before talking about punk stuff because oh. i think that you know beatles and beach boys like you were saying are not the first thing you think of really when you think of blink but i think there's something not i mean not i think there definitely is you know something here that they like and that they have said they go back to yeah having multiple lyrics uh, uh lyricists and stuff like i, I dug up an and forth. interview and it was 2010 or 2011 it was uh on the neighborhoods tour with mark hoppus and they just asked him what's your favorite album right now and he, right then he said the white album mm. and he said one of the things he liked from that is the band um that i think you can definitely hear in blink is that the uh, at that point, everyone in the band was different and they were all kind of pursuing different things. Tensions were high, but in spite of that, and maybe even because of that, they ended up just making a lot of weird stuff and there was a lot of interesting songs. So I, I actually had on, um, uh, one of the, 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 the playlist that we kind of put together of, of songs that we'll probably be referencing. Um, I had back to the USSR mm. on it, um, because I think that's, so it's the white albums, one of the songs that, you know, Mark has referenced as one of his favorites. And I think that's a... Uh, it's a fast little tempo song. And I think you ended up getting this like driving fast drum beat that was played by Paul McCartney that was probably the way it was because of the tensions, you know? So I think that the tensions in the band ended up helping that song maybe because like, I don't know what Ringo would have played, but I know that the drum beat is one of the coolest things about that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah. So that that's a cool song, I think. Yeah, like I, I don't. I, it's funny because I remember putting this on here, and I'm like trying to like think of like why I did, but like I like was listening to that Sgt. Pepper 50th anniversary. Yeah, and I put Good Morning, Good Morning. I on thought there. I put that on there, but I think it was me. Yeah, I, I I heard it, and I was like, I wonder why I put this on. There. <laughs> and I was trying to think why I put it on there, but I I I, I think I know why. I, I think I know why I I <laughs> fake me put it on there too. <laughs> I think it has, I think it was just like, um, like the verses in it are just kind of like, do, 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 do. I don't it's know. A, it it's, like a, it's like thing. a guitar riff. That's not that dissimilar from, from, like a, from, a, from a blink, you know, <laughs> And then it's just that weird chorus. That doesn't sound like Blink, you know, really. Good morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs> but just like the verses for some reason, yeah. like clicked with me for a thing. And I was just like, I don't see Tom singing this. Down today, feeling yeah. <laughs> low down. <laughs> like I could see Tom singing. Heading for home, like start to know. Yeah, like it just, I think that's what I heard in my head when I was putting those on there. Yeah yeah and uh it's an energetic song yeah for sure. and like just stuff like that for some reason just kind of um, well and that that whole um aesthetic that beatles that the beatles were doing in general and sergeant pepper and that the beach boys were doing in uh pet sounds of taking these simple songs and then just extravagantly producing them and and putting the bells and whistles all over the place which is something that blink really uh definitely referenced when they were doing the untitled. Mm -hmm. And I think something that they continue to incorporate in a few songs in, uh, California and the California deluxe and some neighborhoods as well. Yeah. 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 Totally. Like just trying some weird different sounds and stuff. Yeah. 
um yeah like and like we were talking about we were for a while uh we were trying to find like the first song we had that do you want to dance by the beach yeah that was my my initial one is do you want to dance which is a cover actually i don't i don't know oh, it is yeah but the beach boys did a version of it where they just kind of like i think it's a little faster and it just sounds like uh it sounds like a, a blink song you know it has that kind of like energetic fun vibe to it yeah i think so there's another one um what's the band i'm thinking of the knack oh i know the knack we can get into the knack but like isn't the who like some of their early stuff sort of have like a punky vibe to it um you could say that yeah like before it gets into like stadium rock kind yeah of yeah stuff. like the my generation stuff like people try to yeah. talking about my generation. yeah maybe a little bit yeah but i don't know that was just something i thought of now that i was like ah, i should have maybe put that in there mm. but but uh yeah so where do you want to go from there? well so that's all fine and good, but Blink is not a pop band, uh, first and foremost. They're a <laughs> punk band. And so that that's really, I think, what we should start with. Uh, so punk, when it first came out, it went a lot of places. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was, and it was kind of a reaction to a lot of things that were going on, a reaction to Prague, um, a reaction to disco, you know, just this like, fuck you to a lot of things. Um, but it was also, um, there wasn't just an angry element to that and it wasn't just, um, a reaction. So it turned out that like punk was able to branch out into all these little places. You know, you had the Ramones doing like fifties music on crack. Mm -hmm. The clash was doing like using that sound to make really like angry political kind of things. Yeah. Um, like the New York dolls are just using it to embrace their like weirdness and you know like weird aesthetic you know mm-hmm. so one direction it inevitably one direction huh? <laughs> 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 one one direction it inevitably that's a take off your pants and jacket touch you know you don't get that on the history of music show um one direction it went is, is the kind of pop on crack direction you know that that harnessing um the the energy as an outlet for the teen angst, you know, mm-hmm. cause teen angst, teen feelings, uh, <laughs> they're very tough. You know, they're very like emotional. They're very strong and passionate. So you have like John Hughes movies and John Hughes soundtracks mm-hmm. and punk is a good way to get that out and, and a good outlet for that. So I think as early as the Ramones, there were these kind of songs like, um, Judy is a punk, oh, that, that. um, Blitzkrieg bop, you know, that's just like, I'm young and I have a lot of energy. That's like all the songs about, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and I think those are markedly different and they're just coming from such a different place than like, um, you know what the clash was doing maybe at that time. I love like Judy is a punk. Like it's like a funny song. Like look, look up the lyrics for it. Second verse, same <laughs> as, as the first. first. <laughs> <laughs> like that is the best thing of like i, I never knew yeah. what he was saying for like ever and that whole that. like oh shucks mentality of like we barely know how to play our instruments and whatever is something that that they're so far know, like referencing themselves that they're just like that's something and it's something that blink is a hallmark to you know crappy punk rock <laughs> pop punk since 1992 or whatever so even as soon as the Ramones, you know, like there was an aspect of this that was there to be explored further. And yeah, like third, first, dif- different from the first is like the best line <laughs> of all time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, first, I never knew what they were saying in this song until like recently. Like, I don't know why. No, that's the only I thing you can pick. That's the only part you can. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> and then like I don't know, it's just this like um I don't know, like Judy's <laughs> I don't know why I'm reading this now, but Jackie's a punk, Judy's a runt. They both went down to Berlin to join the ice capades. Like it's just like <laughs> that's not really that's not too punk. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, I guess you move on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so th- this is different, you know, than like an angry, you know, like screw the government kind of song. Yeah, no, no, know? no. Um, so th- going further, so that was 1974 is the beginning of the Ramones. And there were some bands that would go on to just generally be punk you know they wouldn't exist without punk but but they were a little bit more of like let's explore the pops more um for lack of a better word teen feelings of of this rather than like protest government or Mm -hmm. musical statements or anything so right away two years later uh you know maybe you wouldn't think to relate these but when we're talking about blink uh you gotta talk about the cure before that do you want to what about like you were talk, we talked about the knack earlier. Like, do you oh want- yeah, why don't you, you added that? So, and I and I was a little curious about that. It's not something that occurred to me. Uh, For me, I'm, I'm curious it, to hear your like that. Like, it feels like like pop punk. Like, so what what is like the, pop? And what, the knack's not a huge band. So like, not if, at all. So, how, so the knack is the, the right? only <laughs> the only song you know of the knack is My Sharona. Basically. Oh, okay. So we all know my Sharona. Yeah, everyone knows my Sharona. My. So, <laughs> and that's like, like, like that. I mean, that has like a rock element to it, but it, it's like almost um, because there's a lot of solos in that song and yeah. stuff. But there's a lot of like, like catchy riffs. There's catchy drums, and it's almost like the enema of the state of punk in a way. Like I think hmm. like where of and and it's more. Po- I think you would call it post punk. Yeah, and the thing—it's almost getting into the Cure territory, but it was like right, like right around the same time. Yeah, and it's definitely like radio-friendly kind of like thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. There's something. Um, yeah, and it just—I I, for some reason always just came to that song and was thinking like, this is pop punk or something. In the right. Be- the beginning. My of Sharona. In, in a way, but maybe yeah. not. Like it's—it's it's more of like I guess you could say it's like pop rock kind of like power pop sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, and not necessarily the line punk. between power pop and pop punk is a little blurred. Yeah. I so I think say. it's more in that direction. But for some reason, just like that drum beat and and uh, just something that gets stuck in your head is sort of like the um, just where I think I'd put that in the Blink One Eight Two. Yeah. Of, I think scenario. if nothing else, there's the sheen from that. Yeah, that's maybe what I'm thinking. You know, that same, that wax polish, that fine, <laughs> you can see your face in it. <laughs> uh, that That's kind of the beginnings of those kind of sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so The the Cure comes out. Mm, and yeah, everyone knows the Blink's all about The Cure. But kind of a, you know, if you hear that and then you go to just random listen to The yeah, Cure, you might not really hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you really got to go, if, if I were directing um, a Blink fan who's never heard the cure before but they like blink i'd kind of direct them to the first album i think even though it's probably one of the weaker cure albums but that's where the sound is the the most obvious Mm -hmm. um and it's one that mark has definitely liked that are you familiar with the band uh attic children i'm not no uh well that was the band that mark hoppus was in before blink 182 (laughs) and uh he actually did a demo of two cure songs in it um the first one is uh, Boys Don't Cry. 1988, we are the Attic Children. 
And the song we are going to record today is Boys Don't Cry. And a bunch of other stuff, so I'm going to send it back to Virginia. And a bunch of other stuff, because Mark has to send this to Virginia. Yeah. Sucks, My name is Kevin Loftus. Who really gives a shit? Uh, we have John Pierce on drums. We have Mark Hoppus on bass. And we have Josh Phillips on lead guitar. <laughs> Doing the vocal, the vocal today is Mark Hoppins. I got a cold, so eat me if you think I sing bad, okay? Is, that was uh, on the first album, right? Uh, I don't know if it was, but it was a single. And I think it was like one of those deals where like the single wasn't on the album mm. or something. But I could be totally wrong about that. But um, in any case, yeah, it was the part of that batch of songs. And that's, you know, if, um, Boys Don't Cry is, is a classic. Um, it starts out with that super characteristic, you know, of, of later day blink or, or later days blink, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's a Tom, Tom DeLonger for all intents and purposes, you know, um, and, and just this like happy kind of quick look, happy go lucky song. It's also a little sad, you know, mm -hmm. and the kind of happy, sad mentality. Yeah. 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 Later, um, by the cure, I think it was, uh, the next album was the what the forest was on, um, and that 17 was seventeen seconds. Seventeen seconds, yeah. Um, so the song "The Forest" is also another kind of single, a little bit more ethereal than you know. It's kind of what the, the Cure ended up being this really kind of um, dreamy, uh, highly produced, self-titled kind of sound. Yeah, it's kind of funny seeing like those all of the this. Cure when they first started before it was like you know the, like Robert Smith got the look the Robert Smith look it was yeah. more of just like this weird looking kid yeah. sort of thing totally and uh yeah um what, 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 like so this is would be considered post-punk kind of stuff you know just we like if people don't know what post-punk is and what genres people fit into that kind of thing yeah I mean like so like you said punk went lots of different ways and this would have been like almost like the making the opposite of punk of you know the punk was being about rebellion or what about you know fuck the government or whatever and this was almost like uh taking the sounds of punk of just like you know basic drum beats and almost like it's almost like taking the punk song and like playing it like super slow in your record player it's kind of almost mm. of like what post-punk is in a way yeah of um and almost like instead of like raspy voices and just like ah it's like <laughs> like they just like basically turned it on its head and yeah I think that's why i think that's that's the best description of it is that it turns on its head i mean post-punk you have a huge variety of of music just like with punk and they're all kind of the same thing i mean i i, I like to think of it as like post-punk is what became possible after punk what, mm -hmm. what became like acceptable because you, you know you get people like um all the way from like i you know and i ran i ran so far <laughs> you know that to like well, that would be like new wave i guess but which is a little bit yeah it's all kind of new, it, I, I would consider new <laughs> maybe i'm all wrong here but i would consider new wave like a part of post-punk yeah, yeah it is yeah. um but so. but so it's so all the way from that to like the talking heads you know mm -hmm. to to the cure um yeah. so 
it's a, it's a cool, it's a fun kind of music like that whole just kind of like breaking new ground and just like new things are possible now. And Mm -hmm. I I think punk just like ushered in a wave of like different styles of playing and things like that. And it's, it's cool to see that happen. So, yeah. And then of course, like, you know, Robert Smith's on all of this, you know, the yeah untitled and he's on, um, and they did that whole cure, uh, what was that called? It was like MTV icon. Yeah. The MTV icons, they did a letter to Elise. So, and, and that's something, um, yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that later, but okay, uh, cool. Sorry. But, Sorry to mess up your flow. Oh no, no, it's fine. But so the, but, but for right now, I mean, the, the, the boy, uh, the boys don't cry, you know, the forest. I mean, those are the sounds. Um, I, I don't know if I mentioned, but the forest was also, um, one covered by the attic children, mm. um, which is pretty interesting to hear because it's, um, not a straight ahead, pop punk song it's a little different and they do it a little different and it's it's weird to hear kind of like teenage mark flyswatter era sounding stuff too it's but it's like untitled kind of you know music yeah, yeah, yeah. You So, so, so after the cure, um, some more bands that are just kind of honing in more on this pop side of, of punk, um, in 1981. Um, so this is, you know, five years after the cure, you get the queers, Mm -hmm. which I think this is maybe, uh, this is the first, like, (laughs) this is maybe the first Blink-182. Yeah, I think so. After kind of diving into them after this thing. If you've never heard of the queers, uh, I'm going to tell you about them. (laughs) Is they have <laughs> they were that early, huh? I thought it was a little 1981. Bit later. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, they they had a song called uh, "I Can't Stop Farting," mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which had the lyric, uh, "Oh, it's a really fast punk song called I Can't Stop Farting." Mm-hmm. Um, and the lyric is being uh, last night I ate a ate burritos and drank a lot of beer, and now a foul smell is emanating from my rear. <laughs> That sounds like a blink. Thing. It sounds like a blink song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and th- so they also had that, that side of them, but they had songs like daydreaming, mm-hmm. um, which are these like Ramones, you know, it, it took like the Judy is a punk, like, um, I want to be your boyfriend, those kind of songs. And you just even went further into like making them more like, like, that you know more well-produced um more more just kind of like poppy stuff so have you heard the queers uh um, much? i don't think i heard them really prior to us um really like kind of diving into this list same they were kind of like a revelation for me and they're <laughs> one that i'm looking forward to kind of diving more into mm-hmm. um after we've you know after- has he did they ever like on um like aretha chronicles when like tom's kind of listing out his uh influences does he mention them at all I think he has. Uh, I think someone has, and which is why I they came on my radar in the first place. I could be wrong about mm-hmm. that, but I just I think that's how they became. Like I heard about them mm. is that I like oh they're the queers. <laughs> um, it's cool. It's a in any case, yeah. Like it's it's that 
it's definitely that sound. I mean, it's kind of has like a, like I was reading a little bit about it and like, you know, they're, uh, like, I guess like mistaken as like queer core kind of thing, you know, like, mm. you know, friendly, I would say, but like the lyricism is a little bit like sexist or, you know, maybe homophobia a little bit in some of them kind of thing. Oh yeah. But like, like blink had that, not the homophobia, but like the kind of like, um, sexism sort of like lyrics with like dude like dump weed or something like <laughs> oh that. yeah for sure and uh yeah just taking a certain i guess it's i guess it's from a certain perspective kind of thing it's a little bit different but yeah uh it just kind of like have the same themes in in some songs yeah I say. If just yeah i mean that's being the stupid idiot and <laughs> trying to figure out girls you know kind of thing. yeah yeah and that's definitely uh, i didn't that hadn't come i hadn't heard that in the songs i listened to by the queers but <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a bummer i mean that's always like a a Barman with those kind of things, but you know, I can't stop farting is <laughs> no, I think it's like a thing where it's just, you know, certain times and stuff like that. And it's not something that really bothers me or anything really, but it's just, cause... Well, of course it wouldn't Ryan. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so getting from that a, a little bit more, uh, a little different side of, of this, but something that Mark in particular has said, he listened to almost exclusively along with The Cure. Uh, do you know what I'm going to say right now, Ryan? This is a band uh, I always associate with you a lot. <laughs> um, let me think. Uh, is it like Kiss or something? Yeah, Kiss. <laughs> Kiss. <laughs> uh, we're, we're talking about Foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The Smiths. The Smiths. Tell me about The Smiths, Ryan. Why did it? I know uh, I didn't. You just couldn't even guess who the band was, but I, I assume you, <laughs> I could. I was. I, I I could have guessed. Tell me why the Smiths are are essential to the Blink One Eighty Two. Well, that's it's a funny thing because that the type of music like that, like Robert Smith, like listening to Robert Smith on the title is what got me into this type of music, like getting used to that sort of voice, like kind of like is especially. I mean, Robert Smith. How, is, how would you describe that voice? Um. You know, it's, it's kind of like this deep kind of thing, and it's a weird way of singing, sort of thing. And like, I, it, it's almost like a crooner version of Tom. Kind of, yeah. Like, like a little bit Sinatra, a little bit Tom DeLonge. <laughs> well, it's just kind of funny about like, like Robert Smith is the easiest to digest with like these type of song music. So you have like this, uh, and then you have you know um, Ian Curtis on Joy Division, who's like. And then with like, and then with Morrissey, it gets even into more like weird Sinatra, like the boy with the lawn in his side. It's basically like if like I think I think Morrissey's the easiest to digest. You think it's so, the easiest yeah. one? Yeah. Oh yeah, because because Smith Robert Smith is like kind of like <laughs> but smith is like you know there is a light that never goes out yeah like, but he's, every like, song. he's like singing yeah but the, like that's the, if you're like talking about if it's going to be easy to digest but, but like it's, there's it's no more like, <laughs> <laughs> there's no cure song where he's like kind of like like even fr friday i'm in love <laughs> I don't know. Just like they're just weird. It's kind of. I mean, for me as a kid listening to it, like I would hated it. Like yeah. it's like a thing where I needed to have. Like that's why I gravitated toward Tom instead of Mark is because like the 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 voice difference was going on. Like right. Like 
I don't know, good times for a change. Like, that's not, like, I can't, that's not me when I was, like, do you you know, want, 15. Do you just like the higher See pitch the voice? See the look I've had, make a make one man, man go mad. <laughs> did, did you just associate it in your mind too much with crooners? Oh, and, like, like, this is old people oh, music. Yeah, I guess so. Low people, low pitch voices are just old, boring people music. <laughs> I, you know, I guess, like, I can't really. Do you, how do you feel about the national, Ryan? The National. What's the National? What no, they're like, like a, they're like a pitchfork band, <laughs> but they're great. I mean, but they they have a low. They're singing. I mean, I like it now. Like it got into low voice. David Bowie. Yeah, that, totally. Like that, that. I would say this is more Bowie, like his voice a little bit. Yeah, kind of the thing. Smiths are kind of Bowie-ish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, there's a, there's songs with the thing is there's weird like with the Smiths. There's songs that are kind of punky. I would say like, um, you know, like Queen is dead, or like you can even say. Um, uh, what the hell? I should, I can, I, it's like hard for me to remember like song names these days. Like since the, the days of the iPad, like song since, names are just over since, my head. Since I turned 30. <laughs> like Big Mouth Strikes Again and stuff kind of have like these riffs. Like, yeah, the riffs. And I think the, the, again, the polish that you're starting to see with these like three minute pop songs about, um, again, something this Smith do is, is like, it's very much like a reflection of Morrissey and this down to earth, um, yeah, but then he also had like, um, like more, like it was almost like the music that, um, what's his name was making Johnny Marr. He's a guitarist and like kind of the mastermind yeah. of the music part of, of, uh, the Smiths. Well. Like he wasn't, I don't think he had in mind, like, like the way that Morrissey sang on his songs. Like he did it in a weirder way that he thought it and it somehow worked. Like, yeah. and that it, it was like, it was almost like, like, Johnny Marr and Morrissey were almost like the Mark and Tom, the Mark and Tom of like a certain time. Cause I mean, Johnny Marr didn't sing on these really, unless he did backups. I'm not really sure. I'm not, it's not as well versed in this yeah, band. This but, isn't a Smith's podcast, but, <laughs> but they like, you know, like he was doing a lot of the music and the guitar riffs, those famous guitar riffs. And like, you know, that famous, yeah, that's why I was him. just earlier. I was like, yeah. <laughs> this, <laughs> this most famous riff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. How soon is now? And then so like, 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 do you, like, do you have any pictured having Morrissey just like, uh, you know, I am the sun and the air. Like, it's just like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just totally different. I think yeah. than you had in mind, kind of like the it. doors or something or yeah, kind of, but it's just sort of, um, but there's, but the thing is that's not really the best example because they have ones that are these fast songs with like catchy rhythms and stuff going on with them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's the Smiths. So, uh, yeah. So I think they're, there's something that so Tom. So Mark has talked about the Smiths. Quite yeah, Mark. Mark has said that 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 he in high school is sort of like the Smiths and the Cure, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much were like his bands. Um, there's one more band that uh, that as far as like this this pop trajectory that punk went on, that really kind of set the set the stage for for Blink, and it, it's a band that came from out of Chicago. Uh, in 1986, okay. so we're now about 10 years after the Ramones. This is get, before getting back into like this is right before the the street punk kind of, or like the skate punk kind of thing. Like yeah, right? this is this yeah. Is and so that. this is late 80s. So we've basically you know the 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 wave of punk in the 70s is crest and fallen, <laughs> and it's gone to a lot of different directions. You know, there's you've got excuse me in DC. There's like minor threat going on right now, which is like 
the one the opposite extreme of of blink you know it's very political very ag- aggressive and kind of angry um this band pops up in chicago that really kind of picks up where the queers left off in terms of their sound and also a little bit their lyrics um screeching weasel mm-hmm. um named you know after the guy ben weasel these these are like these really fast punk songs um that again are riff based just sound like you know fun times kind of they're designed to just be that that sound of like <laughs> you know that nursery rhyme sound and the lyrics that are very much like just about um this you know down to earth and like i'm i'm an asshole kind of kind of lyrics you know in a way um a little bit more on the i'm an asshole than blink i think did but <laughs> but blink certainly was like willing to portray themselves as the loser in songs. Mm-hmm. And that's an attitude that, that um, Screeching Weasel also had. And like, so like there's now they had Booga Booga Booga, Booga 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 What? If I like, Google it, yeah, it, you'll see what I mean. It's like Booga Da Booga Da Booga Da Booga Da Booga um, that they released in 1988. And uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. like they, they have song titles such as Dingbat, uh, this ain't Hawaii. We skate music by Jughead. I hate um, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I hate Led Zeppelin, which is a funny song. Um, yeah, so it's just like mad at the paper. I mean, boy. could you have a more uh, tapping to to what the ethos of punk is than a song like I hate Led Zeppelin? Also, there's a song in here called um, I Believe in UFOs. Shit. Oh shit! Wow. It all comes down to this. Wow, that's an episode. All right, we'll talk to you next week. No. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, that's a, uh, it's a great album. I'd recommend it. Um, (laughs) you ever like, he's making that up. (laughs) Yeah. They, uh, they went on to do like their run screeching weasels run from like the late eighties to the early nineties is I think some really good stuff. If you're a fan of, um, that, you know, this, that kind of sound, it's kind of funny. I was looking at the, um, you know, Screeching Weasels, uh, Spotify, and, um, you know, has the queers on it as their related artists and stuff. There's also a band, um, it's a new band called Teenage Bottle Rocket that I recommend listening to. If Teenage Bottle Rocket? Yeah, they're kind of like a similar vibe of like Ramones and, and this type of music kind of thing. Nice. It's kind of a new thing. And uh, check out the song, um, how the hell's the one I really like a lot? Mutilate Me. It's a really great song. Nice. Um, so, so Screeching Weasel um, also had uh, the album My Brain Hurts, which had Guest List, which is uh, a riff that that uh, we've referenced before in the show. It's totally the riff from The Adventure. Yeah. Uh, it's exact. We'll maybe splice it in again. Maybe not. I've, we've already spliced it. Just look <laughs> up the song Guest List by Screeching Weasel. It's a great song. Um, the lyrics are funny. It's like about like being in a band and then like be kind of like, well, I get to put my girl on the guest list. <laughs> um, and then like, I think it's like, and then he like, she's like dancing with like another guy while they're, they're like playing, you know, the show yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of thing. Like it's like total <laughs> blink material. <laughs> um, so, so that, that, that's kind of, you know, from the Ramones to screeching weasel is this Avenue, this one branch that, that punk went off of. Um, that I think you kind of trace and that is totally instrumental. Those, you know, those kind of things that that pop element of punk that came out of harnessing that energy for pop reasons is out of the, the cure, the queers, the Smith screeching weasel all doing in their own ways or something that blink would later really kind of synthesize. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was something that 
one other kind of branch of punk that was coming up around the same time that was just as important. And, and it was something that came up later, and it's a really specific place, a very specific sound, and I think it's really key to why Blink is different from these bands like The Cure, The Queers, uh, The Smiths. Um, that's the Southern California sound. Mm-hmm. There's an unmistakable, like, something was happening, something happening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the... You know, it was really kind of there all along um, from the Descendants. They're, they were 77. That's crazy. Um, and they, they were in L.A. A lot of these bands really L.A. Um, so, yeah, you, Descendants is probably one of the biggest. Uh, yeah, and, that, and that's the first one um, to get into. And they were actually before Screeching Weasels, which I, I think is kind of interesting. By yeah. whole, they were, you know, just put, put in perspective how early did the game descend of, you know, poop jokes and punk songs. <laughs> uh, Descendants was almost 10 years before Screeching Weasels started. Wow. They were only two years after the Ramones. That's crazy. Um, and the, if you don't know the Descendants, um, I mean, they this probably more than any other band is the the band that Blink most got their sound from mm-hmm. and was most inspired by. You know, if you, if you Google, if you look into it on any surface level, you'll see um, endless clips of them singing the praise of the Descendants. They've they've covered "Hope" by the Descendants. Um, I think they've uh, the Attic Children. Um, demo also had a uh, another Descendants um, cover. Uh, it was, wow. was two Cure covers and Descendants cover, <laughs> um, which I it, I put it in the playlist. I think the song is like give. It's like some like give girl or something like give me my girl or get the time get the get the time yeah give me, uh, <laughs> yeah get the time. Um, and if so, that's a great song to listen to. Not only because uh, Mark covered it, but it does kind of sound like blink you know and like um i don't know i'm trying to think like are there any songs that are any elements of the descendants that that you think like well like travis has like descendants like tattooed on him yeah the the milo um like even even him we haven't really talked about him we've been talking about mark and tom but like you know like even travis was influenced by the descendants yeah i was watching an interview and and of Travis actually talking about his influences. And he said that he loved the descendants. And that was one of the things that attracted about attracted the descendants to him is he said their, um, musicianship. He said they were all like clearly like good musicians and like they filled the space in an interesting way with just the, you know, the, uh, the people that were there in the elements, which is something that blink like later did to really smart direction. Yeah. I think like, um, yeah, like, they just, like, I mean, it's one of those things, like, I wish I, like, I don't know why I never, like, gravitated toward them. I just didn't have, like, the vi- them available to me for some reason. I never, like, really, like, downloaded their stuff. Like I, I never did until a couple years ago, and I got way, I'm 100% a fan of this, this band now. Yeah, and it's, like, because um, it's all there, like, the, the Blink kind of thing and you can totally tell like it's almost if we grew up around that time when they were cu- the descendants were coming up they would have been like our blink 182 yeah kind of thing um there's a real like diy vibe with the whole thing like they do albums sporadically and the main well, the main guy but like the singer and the milo he's like a biochemist and like so they just occasionally they don't i don't know if, i don't think they really need to do albums you know um so it has this all their albums have a really fun sensibility about them i think they all kind of come from like a fun place they just recently put out a song uh kind of like a political like anti-trump song uh that i actually thought was like it's like could have been really cheesy but it's like pretty dope um so they're, they're like and it sounds like this same shit like their sound in a good way has like not changed and they like they don't like 
if you look at like pictures of them, they don't look like punks or anything like that. They, they kind of like they kind of look like Weezer. Like they kind of just yeah, like they their vibe. Look like Weezer, yeah. Like they kind of just have like um like they kind of look like the Beastie Boys too like, in a way. Like they <laughs> yeah. just look like white dudes. Like yeah. just like there's no like they weren't wearing leather jackets like the Ramones no. or anything like there's that. No there's no pretension about them. And it just like kind of nerdy, like you know. Yeah. Just sort of like this. Like kind of like the hipster Portland kids, I kind of look like. Kind of, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Mark Hoppus, just to like further emphasize how important this band is, he said that, you know, the Smiths and the Cure we talked about, he listened to those all the time in high school. But he said what switched it for him to listening to punk was the song Silly Girl by The Descendants. Mm. That was like, he, he references like the song. And um, that's one that Blink covered. In uh, gosh, I think like Flyswatter Buddha, or I'm trying huh. to think like where it was they had it, but there, there's a cover of that somewhere um, that Blink did, and yeah, so the, that's a it's a pretty interesting song because that that's not a song that really stood out to me as like a really cool Descendants song, mm-hmm. but I I think for him it was like a revelation of like and, and the way he described it too was like oh I can write a song about anything like I can write a song about. I don't have to like think about a kind of it's ex- existential thoughts and yeah, I don't have to have like a philosophical take or whatever. <laughs> like I can express myself in plain terms yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. about normal things. And that funny enough, like resonates with, with it's kind of like, um, uh, yeah, it's almost like the same thing of, um, you know, Kevin Smith or like Tarantino or something. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like the clerks thing like, of like, this counts. All right. I can do it. Yeah. Or like watching uh yeah. Linklater's movie and being like, um, like, mm-hmm. Oh man, there's just people are just, it's, it's like my friends up there doing something. Yeah. Like, I could do that. Or like the, the velvet underground thing of like, no one bought it, but it inspired, you know, 10,000 people bought it. Only 10,000 people bought it, but inspired 10,000 bands or whatever the, the thing is. I know that one. That one. Well, I mean, that's not like a real thing, obviously, but it's like <laughs> a saying. Well, it's the same thing with like Blink. They were the same thing. And it's funny, like you said, like it was just this random song, Silly Girl. Like what got me into Blink was hearing like, you know, a party song and being like, what the fuck is that? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> just a party rant. song was like, you're a silly girl. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's, that's another just quick song. So yeah, just like. That sounds like something crazy, you know? The Descendants also went on to be all, like this alternate band um, that also Tom has referenced a lot. I feel like he sometimes references them more than the Descendants. I think mm. he might have heard all first. All. Yeah. You, it's hard to, you're kind of like saying it like it's part all. of your sentence heard or something. Heard all. <laughs> all. All is the band, A-L-L. And yeah, it's it's a little weird. It's like, and he, and he um, in the Ernie Ball documentary, Tom said, uh, yeah, we basically, like, Nothing on all, like, all's experimental progressive stuff we didn't use at all, but the, their pop punk, board, like, straight ahead stuff is what we, like, enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and they're, you know, for my money, I don't think there's really much you get out of them you don't get with the Descendants. I mean, obviously, they're they're worth checking out, and their their songs are cool, but I think, um, I, I think the Descendants are, like, if you're going to listen to one, it's all there, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so after the, well, is there anything else you want to say about the descendants? I mean, this is really one of the pillars. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, I think just the sentiments of just like what they're, they're, they were all about and, um, they do have a lot of albums to kind of get into, but like, uh, do you have a favorite descendant song off the top of your head? I mean, I, 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 it's hard for me to say cause I feel like I, I've hear, heard just a small percentage of like the songs. Yeah. It's like, um, man, I should like. 
Uh, I mean, there there are a couple. For my my opinion of the Descendants, I mean, this is this is my own personal opinion here. Um, I think that on every one of their albums, they have like three just ten out of ten incredible songs. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna like listen to the Descendants for a first timer, I think it's best to just like check out those and kind of skip from album to album because the sound is pretty consistent throughout. They don't in a in an admirable way. Like I said, they don't really change. But um, th- there's just like the the attention to the detail on the songwriting is there for a few songs. I think like uh, bike age is one on uh, their, one of their early ones. I don't want to grow up is great. I mean, that's just like, I don't want to grow up. <laughs> like it's, it's, you know, um, one of it, my favorite parts about their covers is like the consistency of just like the bold text in the top. Yeah. And every album. Yeah. Like, I, uh, that's just my, that's, I love that. <laughs> oh, we should we should also mention Hope. That's another cover that that mm. um, Blink did. Um, well, in any case, in 1979, you got the Circle Jerks. Mm. Uh, this is another uh, <laughs> LA band, and I don't really have a lot to say on the Circle Jerks. It's a band that that Tom has referenced. Um, obviously, like potty humor kind of stuff. That like like that's a Mark Simon Travis kind of thing. You know that that combination of that kind of humor with punk music is is undeniably blink um and i think circle jerks from, from googling them that like they have some definitely like solid pop punk tunes um i don't think that they're as essential as like the descendants but you can really see there's this sound that's starting to happen in southern california of this very like carefree i don't give a shit like let's just joke around um and energetic fun you know when you look in descendant circle jerks kind of around the same time yeah and these weren't like the you know mohawk wearing punk type stuff no either. not at all you weren't like addressing they weren't bothering to like dress up like that or do no, put on like, any pretensions it was just like like there's like skateboarder surfer dude kind of type yeah guys yeah and um so out of that as well um and couple years later you get no effects mm-hmm. which is another one that is pretty right know, when i say no mohawks you get no effects no no effects <laughs> yeah there's mohawks involved in this band um but what's also involved in this band is a sound that's very close to playing me too mm-hmm. um i put on a song on the playlist the the moron brothers which is uh no effects i think it's 88 was when it released it was on the album ribbed which is just look like a, it looks like a condom mm. and um you know, very blink wing too. I can imagine <laughs> them releasing an album called ribbed. That was just like, looked like a condom wrapper. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if you listen to it, it sounds to me a lot like Cheshire cat. Mm. And you even have, I think kind of passages of riffs are kind of borrowed from it, which is understandable. Blinks at the beginning of their career, you know, they're going to be kind of aping some of some stuff, you know, um, what's that phrase? Like great, artist or good artist borrow great artist steal mm-hmm. <laughs> um but i'll probably put it in here but there's like a specific things like but it's very like bling me two thing um yeah and they, they've been as far as like um mike from no effects fat mike has like seemed like he's always had a grudge about it yeah i mean from fat mike it's kind of like bling me two stole my stick yeah like my stick <laughs> not stick. His, my stick, they, <laughs> stole my stick. My stick. <laughs> they stole my walking stick on warp tour 97 well, just because like i guess they're um like they had a similar stage presence and stuff too. yeah yeah and this kind of thing of like joking and stuff one thing no effects was that blink is not generally as political no effects is kind of political and god if you want to talk about cringy stuff 
No Effects. Uh, let me tell you about a song called Don't Call Me White, uh, early No Effects song. Oh, wow. There's lyrics that are, uh, you know, worst case scenario for that song, I'll say. <laughs> um, oh, geez. So thankfully, yeah, thankfully Blink didn't get too much into that stuff. Oh, I remember um, that. Don't call me white. Don't call me. I remember yeah. that now. Yeah. Cool. I mean, song sounds great, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> There were one I never really like. There were people always tell like I would say I'm a Blink fan, and like, oh, you should listen to No Effects, yeah. and I was all, never really got into them as much. I think a lot, you know, they have a very goofy voice, you know, that can, don't call me why. I mean, it doesn't really sound like Tom, but that idea of a goofy, distinctive, nasally voice is mm-hmm. very Tom. Yeah, I'm not sure why it just didn't click quite with me. I don't know, but yeah. There's also uh, an edge to no effects that there's a little like metal edge, especially mm-hmm. early on that they had like a thrash metal thing where I think they had like some double bass and they'd have like more like metal-y, you know. I should like, I need like a definitive playlist of no effects songs yeah. and Descendants ones. Cause like. I'll give you a Descendants one. <laughs> 10 songs. Just 10 songs. Like not necessarily the greatest hits, just like the def- no, these are the shit. Yeah. I'll give you a playlist of 10 songs by Descendants, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> listeners, you should write in for both of us for uh, uh, what are the f- 15 no effects songs we need to hear. <laughs> yeah. Anyone <laughs> writes in with that, I'd definitely love to read it and check it out. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so I'm going to go by just two more bands kind of briefly. They're not as important, um, I don't think, um, but still very much so. Pennywise and Unwritten Law. These are 88 and 1990. Well, Michael, Unwritten Law is referenced in Josie. It is. It so is. it must mean a lot. Yeah, it means that. <laughs> uh, and no, no, no. The sound, um, unwritten law. If you might know him from the song "Seeing," no, not "Seeing Red." Yeah, seeing, seeing Red. That was a newer. That was later. yeah. They, w- they they pulled Goo Goo Dolls. Like where they started out is like a hundred percent not what they sounded like. Well, that was like the first song I think I heard from them. I remember. Yeah, but that was but like if, if you go later. back and listen to their we we have it on our playlist. If you go back and listen to their first couple albums, um, their first one was in nineteen ninety, I think. Um, it's it's like more of that no effects, um, descendants, circle jerks sound. You know. Also, that, no controls referenced in Kings of the Weekend. Well, that's bad or, religion. Oh fuck. Uh, that's what I mean. You're talking about unwritten law. Blah, reverse. <laughs> um, you know where unwritten law is from, Ryan? Uh-uh. Poway. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I think that um, Blink very much would have seen unwritten law. What unwritten law would have been to Blink is, I think, the kind of cool, successful older band. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they were in the time Blink was kind of getting together. They would have had moderate success. And they're from like this part of San Diego that, that Tom was from. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, and, and that sound is, you know, that kind of sunny uh, pop punk sound is, is really, again, just totally on display here. Um, the, so there's one band that, that, uh, I haven't mentioned yet. Well, I sort of have, um, that's a little earlier, but I, I did just want to hold them on the back burner to kind of close out the Southern California sound mm. because, on first appearance, I think they really stand out. Okay. But I think they're almost just as important as the Descendants to what Blink's sound oh, wow. became. Okay. Uh, can you guess what I'm going to say? Um, Fugazi? Bad Religion. Oh, bad Religion. <laughs> Fugazi's from D.C. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so Bad Religion's also from SoCal. Uh, 1980 is when they started. That's and crazy. They were kind of writing lyrics that were politically. Like, well, yeah, I mean, their damn cover is just like, you know, upside down cross and shit. Yeah. But they did it in a very like sunshiny kind of guise or like trappings. You know, their singer 
sang like and and more so than I think a lot of the singers that we've had um even even in bands like the descendants um screeching weasel even these kind of like really on the popular side bad religion singers are start like there's harmonies there's kind of beach boys and the the way he's singing is very um for lack of a better word um plain you know it's not like a rah, 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 or even the kind of nasally you know like you know it's just kind of like there's a place where everyone can be happy oh even though it takes yeah. eternity or more you know it's just like a kind of plain voice it kind of had that almost like it, it always came across to me a little bit uh um I don't know that metal's maybe not the word, maybe metalish type of thing, but just with like the music is not really settled with it. Like that almost you singing that right now, like almost felt like it could have been like, you know, like not Zeppelin, but just like you know, fucking Norse. Don't get it on metal kind of thing. There's a pleasure. Like Viking metal? <laughs> yeah, or something like that. It's called Valhalla. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but I think that's something that Blink really took from Bad Religion is that like we can put just straight pop and like Beach Boys harmonies in a punk song, mm-hmm. you know, like which is something that Blink really did a lot, especially early on. And like, you know, just kind of those like, ah, uh, 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 you know, like yeah. always doing that. And like um, Dude Ranch, like we talked about Harmony Central. And I think that's something that really wasn't going on in too many punk bands, but Mm-mm. something that Bad Religion really was. And that's what they were, uh, I was kind of reading like contemporary reviews at the time. And one of the things that people were saying about Bad Religion is like, oh, these guys are like the fucking Beach Boys of, mm-hmm. of punk. Like they were getting that kind of reputation of just like, they would put these like dense harmonies in their choruses and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, you can look at a song like, no control, which is referenced. Um, that album, no control is just like perfect, I think. But, um, a song like you, you know, featured on Tony Hawk's pro skater <laughs> two, I believe. Um, you know, that, that was the song I was kind of singing earlier. This is a place where everyone yeah, can yeah. be happy. I mean, there's, um, I would just go listen to that song. That's it's a lyrically, it's not very much blink. And even like musically there, it's a little more like minor key than blink, but that sensibility I think is huge, hugely important into the, what blink became yeah it's 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 pretty it's there it's pretty cool i need there were another one that i remember having like a like you know suffer or was it the theme of that album um suffer is yeah that's one of them yeah i remember having that and stuff and listening to that a bunch when i was a youngin i like the process of belief a lot which i think is i've gone back lately it's great it's i need to go back i haven't revisited them in a long time and they even for their political bent they certainly had a different angle than the than the non SoCal vibe, you know, they weren't like minor threat you know, they would do a song like 21st century digital boy, which is or like stranger than fiction, which are these kind of like serious songs, but they're also a little silly, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's a little more whimsical, I think even, even as political as it is. So anyway, so, so you have, that's pretty much what I have for like this Southern California sound. Um, and I think you really put that together with like where, that strain of pop punk and that was just in general happening. Uh, I mean, that's kind of blink. I think it's at yeah. least what blink started out as. And like, yeah, I think totally. that's really what they came from with that bedrock of the, what they really ended up elevating him was that beach boys, uh, Beatles kind of just like love of like, well, well-written, a well-written song is a well-written song. Mm-hmm. But 
Blink did eventually kind of expand and change and, and do all that. And they, they ended up getting some more out there influences. Yeah. So to kind of wrap things up, I thought it'd be fun to talk about what, you know, maybe not necessarily key to the, what we think of as the Blink sound, but some songs and bands that influenced music that members of Blink-182 kind of ended up going to do and what Blink ended up going mm-hmm. to do. Um, so the first one I have to talk about is the descendants of Blink growing up, uh, which is Fugazi, one of the bands you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, and they, yeah, yeah. They're, they're out of the DC scene. Okay. I think somehow out of the ashes of Minor Threat. Um, but what Fugazi did is they really set the stage for like the quiet, loud dynamic that that Tom would would use to very good effect in Boxcar Racer and Untitled. Yeah. What What do you think is this? Uh, how would you describe the? You know, Fugazi is a band that that Tom is specifically Tom is referenced all consistently as a band that he loves. Um. So what about it? You know, where does that kind of pop up and blink? Because they do sound yeah. pretty different. It's it's one that I'm still struggling to kind of connect a little bit with. But I know what you mean. I've just like sort of like you know quiet parts to loud parts and it's like especially in boxcar racer where there's a lot of songs that are like that and um it's still one i'm trying to kind of piece together the pieces for i think one of the things for me about fugazi is their uh since they're so riff based that even though the riffs are different i think you know you take one part that with one part descendants maybe and you get like a uh a song off of dude ranch one of those like spastic like mm-hmm. enthused type yeah, things yeah, yeah, you know yeah yeah, yeah. He his playing style is so different than the members of Fugazi, um, but you know the kind of the um, the impulses he has he has to be like I'm gonna play this riff and then I'm gonna palm mute it and now I'm gonna like play it quiet and then just like have a like stay together for the kids mm. that whole thing of like I mean that's very Fugazi wouldn't play a riff that pretty but that. That's a Fugazi kind of attitude, I think. I think, yeah, I see what you mean. It's pretty cool. It's one that too that's I like recently got into. Like, there's only like the couple songs I remember like growing up with. Yeah, but I would, yeah, I mean, an obvious one to check out is "Waiting Room." Um, that's a, a pretty good example. And then uh, anything off of the argument, I think, is where Fugazi ended up, which is kind of similar to like their Untitled. Um, it was their last one they did, and it's kind of a bummer because it was like like the untitled, it was just like their best and really experimental, really different. Um, and it's all, it's one that I'm, you know, Mark and or at least Tom is, has referenced liking. And, uh, so aside from Fugazi, there, there's another band that's certainly been influential to Tom a little bit after Fugazi. Um, I think it kind of replaced Fugazi for him <laughs> and that's you too. Yeah. I mean, we can, you knew this was coming, Ryan. And this could have been part of the early, like, you know, this could have derived from the I don't think it stuff, did. But I don't think it did. No, I mean, like, as far as talking about him, and I guess you're going from, you're almost like reading this as Blink's uh, discography. Well, I, you're I, was, going about I was kind of approaching it as, like, music that led up to Blink, and now, like, because I think they very much were... When they first yeah, sprang out of the primordial ooze, they were a product of what was around them. <laughs> but I think once they were out on the land, they started like looking around <laughs> and like taking other things. And so that's that's funny. With what do you think? Like, <laughs> do you think Tom always did he always say he was in the U two? He or did, is, but I don't think he was. You I don't think, think he, so. I think he would. I think nineteen. I think nineteen ninety. Tom would have made fun of Bono so much. <laughs> so he's something he like discovered later in life who knows i mean he says it's something he has always listened to um but i don't hear it yeah (laughs) (laughs) although i will say though so um 
the U2, it's specifically like the Joshua tree. It's not even really U2 in general. Like you, you're throwing Actung baby out the window. You're tr- throwing, uh, all that you can't leave behind out there. You know, you really, I think you just, just concerned with the Joshua tree, mm-hmm. um, and songs like where the streets have no name, which is basically the template for every single angel and wave song, long space intro with the lay guitar kind of pounding verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, outro with delayed guitar. Yeah. Um, I don't think he ever really did it as good as where the streets have no name. Although the adventure came damn close, I think. Um, but this, there is something though, besides this later era about you two that I think maybe you could see is that Tom really has had a penchant for the guitar intro. You can see it as early as carousel. Mm-hmm. And so maybe there's a little bit of that DNA that was always in him. Yeah. You know, you just add the lay to it and then it becomes the spacey long intro. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I mean, it's, it's interesting with that whole thing. And, um, it's just kind of funny. Like he, you know, especially when the angels and arrows is coming up, but if you want to be the biggest band in the world or whatever, and like lead a revolution or whatever he was thinking of. And yeah, and they were already kind of, were doing that. It just wasn't really like appreciating what he was making or something or yeah, just not, it, it wasn't, I don't know. I guess it wasn't changing the world for the better or something, but it was, he just didn't really realize it. Yeah. Well, he wanted to be Bono. Yeah. When he was more of like a He was like he every, was more he was of like every Bono. <laughs> he was the more clean cut Kurt Cobain or something like that. <laughs> the clean cut Kurt Cobain. He was like the new Ringo. <laughs> um yeah, I don't, yeah, he certainly was not uh Bono. <laughs> but yeah, I mean what else, like uh what are some other ones like kind of Well, one thing I have that uh I think as Tom was going into Fugazi and U2 territory around the early 2000s, I think Mark was revisiting some of the Cure stuff, and in particular, parts of the Cure that, you know, whereas I think early Blink and early Mark Hoppus on the Attic Children, it's clearly drawing from the first kind of um, Cure, out, first, like, couple albums that the Cure had done. Mm-hmm. And they they had gone on to do plenty more since then that, even those early demos. So it wasn't like that was the only thing that was out, you know, it was very much like this is the era I'm drawn to. And I think with, um, self-titled and on Mark has kind of embraced the early nineties cure, like the kind of Friday I'm in love kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. I think a song like all of this is really, it'd be really in place on a early nineties cure album. Yeah. It could fit on wish. I think it'd fit right in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, that this was something that, that I don't, I would describe it as kind of the, um, more acoustic guitar going on and the, these kind of ethereal dreamy instruments, you know, um, stuff like the cello on, I miss you, you know, um, very similar, I think to that kind of yeah. era of the cure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think you're right. Kind of like, um, yeah, there's one in particular, I mean, if we're talking about, the cure. Um, I mean, you can't really say that, uh, is it, uh, close to me and, um, Oh yeah. And everything, uh, is, I want to say everything is awesome, but it's, everything is awesome. <laughs> no, everything is magic. Everything is magic. Uh, uh is the same song. Yeah, it's, it's, so Tom was also like listening to it. You yeah. Know, kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, t- yeah. Tom has referenced, uh, the police also, as well as the, the cure. Oh yeah. We didn't even talk about the police. Really? No, we didn't really. We we, you missed that. That, that three piece, like kind of, yeah, Punky the idea thing. of a three-piece fast where everyone's kind of different. Yeah, you missed that kind of thing. There's other ones, too, like we have on the list, like, you know, the police. 
Um, yeah, we. Have, I mean, we, there's definitely stuff, more stuff in the playlist. Than, like, uh, yeah, I can't believe we missed the police. Like, how did we do that? I can't. I'm sorry, Ryan. Um, I, I messed up. I, I was got like, a lot was, going on here. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I didn't have time to realize that the queers had like <laughs> lyrics that I'm like, I really stand behind this band, right? <laughs> I mean, you got like violent femmes are, you know, oh, yeah. uh, that's referenced in freaking parking lot. You put violent femmes in there and it's referenced in parking lot as well. And I don't hear it. No. Tell me why, why do violent femmes, why did it, how is it really? Well, like, like the lyrics like added up. Like, have you ever listened, like, figure that out? Um, like, look at the lyrics for that? I have not. It's basically... <laughs> one uh, <day> two. <laughs> um, like, uh, it's kind of fast, and then it's just kind of like, why can't I get just one kiss? Why can't oh, I get yeah, okay, just yeah. one kiss? Yeah, that, Believe there's something that I wouldn't miss. Yeah. And, it, um, and it just kind of, like, has this... Uh, like I don't know, just kind of loser vibe. Why yeah. can't I get just one fuck? Why we should have we should have another fuck, fuck up. We didn't even reference the song "I'm a Loser" by the Beatles. Oh. That's a <laughs> classic Blink song. Um, and then there's like a riffs too, and like the, that song, like like yeah. it kind of gets into just fast kind of punk and it, it, they're a lot earlier that's the thing with violent femmes is they're a lot earlier than I thought they were because a lot of those songs, like I felt like. Um, got popular later yeah at least on like arizona radio like (laughs) (laughs) like uh freaking um like their first album came out in 83 whoa and that's the i would have guessed 91 or something and then that's where blister in the sun came from wow i mean that's like the album right yeah like that's the one and it's like it was that's that early that's crazy and i that's before screeching weasel that's before uh pennywise is before that's no effects that's the same time as no effects so i mean it's a they were a little bit more i would say like the i don't know the pitchforky type of like kind of band of that they're like the the parakeet courts yeah the park parquet parquet courts they're kind of the parquet courts is straight up like this like band basic kind of thing and i don't think that's a hard one to compare with blink but as far as like it's being another, the, art, the it's, artistic side of punk or something, it's part like of that. the same tree. A I mean, bit, it's yeah. a different branch, but I think uh, you know we're we're all kind of showing how these branches of punk kind of relate. You know, this might be one part of the energy of Blink, but where Blink is relying on like that energy towards like youthful things they're like let's put that energy toward like weird ideas and you know like dust (laughs) yeah like i thought like it was this band was like post pixies or something but it's they're before like it's really crazy to pixies uh, is another one i mean you i mean there's obviously gonna be this would have been into like the college rock style yeah yeah, pixies might be getting a little too cool for blink like like, i only i feel like they might not even listen to them really too much no like they think they uh were like kids that went to like college and shit were going into the pixies kind of thing and they were going they were going into the descendants they were like more staying at home in like their town skateboarding kind of thing they were just like about that and yeah listening to their local music yeah i mean this is like their scene um I'm trying to think of other ones we might have missed over like so uh, here's here's a big one that i want to say i think was really influential travis has talked about it being influential and i think is probably overlooked as far as an influence for him for the self-titled album mm. that's led zeppelin oh wow and in particular john bonham okay. um if, if you know the liner notes of that album uh they had the cd if there is i remember these, i haven't like, read it so long yeah there's like wonderful liner notes of just like how they made all the album mm-hmm. it's a great read if you've never checked it out you do that shit more often uh and he he referenced I, th- I think maybe more than once trying to emulate john bonham's drum sound in that um especially if you listen to a song like when the levy breaks i think is like one of the best drum sounds 
Yapshire, yeah. you know, it's just this booming sound. And what's interesting about John Bonham and I think comes up in self-titled is he wasn't like, you know, like a John Bonham peer, like Keith Moon. The difference to him, Keith Moon is just like shredding all the time, but John Bonham was just playing these like dope ass beats for lack of better term. <laughs> you know, like the beats, beats were just like, dope. like the beat, like when the levy breaks is like probably not that hard to like physically play. Yeah. But like, to, it's just the perfect beat and played with the intensity you can hear. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that Travis did so well, uh, specifically on self-titled mm-hmm. is, um, the songs like think of, I miss you. It's so simple, yeah. but that's, it's the, it, it couldn't be any more perfect, mm-hmm. you know? And it gives, it gives the, the songs, these kind of like, um, driving, I, I, I don't want to say hip hop. I mean, it's something that you feel in a hip hop too, but it's obviously like, and it was obviously like hugely influenced from hip hop, but also it's something I think you see in these kind of like Led Zeppelin, um, a oh, yeah. side of Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. like the songs like Cashmere and when the levee breaks. Um, I'm trying to think of, is there, is there anything that you might think of besides those? I can't think of one on top of my head. Immigrant but... song, maybe, yeah, you know, yeah, these yeah. kind of ones that are just kind of like, st- you know, these steady beats, um, that, that come up in songs like down, I miss you, all of this. Yeah. Like, uh, even like, and in boxcar racer too, the playing for like, there is and stuff like that. It's just kind of interesting because it's almost like you would like, uh, obvious it was the one he said, I know he said he was trying to get a John Bonham. Uh, okay. Like it's almost, uh, like it's not, almost when the drums aren't necessarily like, you can't, it's not, it's like, it, <laughs> Uh, it's almost like better when it just flows so well with it and it's not something that sticks out sometimes. It matters the song. Yeah. But uh, I think like that's one of the things like say with Neighborhoods, he seemed a little bit more unhinged kind of thing and just like I'm doing, I'm just going to go all out with this, you know, kind of thing. And and even into California. I think think a lot of his drumming on California to me sounds like someone who's having fun playing like punk again and Mm -hmm. just kind of having fun playing at these. And not necessarily like coming up with like this is the perfect sound right now for this song and it's going to be like the consistency. Yeah, I mean, they were all kind of doing that thing with, especially Travis doing a lot of drugs at the time. Uh, like rec- like marijuana and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It, I have to imagine that might have influenced like a little bit of the desire for also the transplants, which come around, the, around this time had a similar thing going on where it might have just been like a desire to have these kind of like really f- good flowing grooves kind mm-hmm. of thing that almost just kind of serve as a bedrock to craziness going on above it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? totally. Like I Miss You is like, the drums on that, you know, totally ground that song, mm-hmm. you know, and it makes you think it's a lot more simple than it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's kind of doing a lot in a way. Like songs like um, Down as well, too. That's another, I think, uh, his drumming on that. It's not one of my favorite songs, actually, but uh, his drumming on that, I think, is pretty cool. Yeah, totally. And like uh, stuff like, um, you know, Always was intentionally to be like a sort of 80s kind of throwback sort yeah. of song. and kind of has that hi- hi-hat sort of... Uh, something that would be on The Forest by The Cure. Yeah, or like, I don't know, New Order or something. So. Yeah, New Order, which is a band uh, Tom... We didn't talk about it because I don't think it was a huge influence, but Tom uh, said he, he went th- went through a New Order phase in high school <laughs> for sure. Well, I wonder I wonder if he would have got into like Joy Division or even knew Joy Division was like... I think that would have been too weird for him. <laughs> I don't think he would be into The Voice. Like he wants... Yeah. I think he likes the more um, traditional... Yeah, maybe, yeah. Um. There's, well, there's one more band I, I want to talk about. Okay. Um, 
Uh, I know we're kind of going long here. We're about like 140. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, but I do think it's important to mark and the sound of later era Blink. Um, maybe, you know, as much as Descendants was influential to Blink 1.0, this might be up there with Blink 3.0. At least. <laughs> um, it's a band. Alkaline that, Trio. Alkaline Trio. <laughs> that would have been good. Uh, no, not Alkaline Trio. It's a band that Mark Hoppus heard for the first time in the early 2000s and was really stoked on and asked to produce their uh, mm. their next album. Okay. And it was Motion City Soundtrack. Wow. That's, that's, I'm, that's crazy you pulling that out. He well, I, I only pull it out because uh, Mark Hoppus has made a big fuss about it. He, <laughs> he, he said that 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 um, the album. I, I want to get this right. The I album, am the movie. Uh, no, no, it was. What was their? I just want their discography. Um. Uh, oh yeah, no, yeah, you're totally right. I am the movie. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so the, their album, I in the Movie, their debut album, um, Mark Hoppus heard it. I and, could see that. And yeah, he just said it kind of like completely blew his mind. It, you know, just kind of like, wow, this is a, a way of songwriting I didn't, um, and, you know, in the same way the Descendants, like, oh, this, I can do this, you know, and, and he went on to produce their next album. Yeah, commit, commit this to memory. So what when you say you could see this? How what what is the that's end? funny to think about in that in that way because I think stuff like plus forty four and and stuff is straight out of like this the kind type of, of thing. Yeah, that kind of sound of the way the guitar sound combined with the synthesizer, mm-hmm. um, and I think leaning more into the angsty stuff, not necessarily emo, but just a little bit. Um, yeah, kind of like dude ranch with the dude ranch songs with like a sheen. I think the way he sings too is is because Tom Arkent since like untitled is saying a little differently. I think this is sort of similar, like the a way a little more the, like how 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 would you describe it as different? I'm just trying to think of like songs that are on this album. Like, um, let me think. It's like, uh, I don't know. Just sort of like he. It's a it's a singing kind of thing, but like say like the future freaks me out. Like that song kind of has like the I'm on fire and now I think I'm ready to bust a move. Check it out, I'm rocking steady, and it kind of just had like some interesting things. And um, I, it was more than maybe the music wise, but like just the maybe just the way that like t- Mark seems like he's not really yelling, he's sort of singing, but has like a certain flow to it. It's hard to put it like explain yeah. it. Like I can't really spit it out, but. I think there's um there's something there of him actually like really liking this as like a you know a contemporary making music and wanting to work with them. Yeah, I think um yeah, I mean and he, so he he got in contact with the band and was you know trying to produce it for a reason. And I think uh it's easy to look on Blink's older influences and say like oh that's the story of Blink, but you know these are people that are still alive and still <laughs> listening still listening to, to music and I think that um, you know, just like, uh, animal collective was not very influential to my high school music scene. It was in college, you know, mm-hmm. this I think was, and you two, maybe, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't think it was very big for Tom, but now it is. I think motion city soundtrack is something that, um, showed Tom a certain style of punk, pop punk that he has continued to explore since then. That's a good point. I think, because it's like, 
So, I, I mean, you can hear, I think you can hear plus 44 all over like this type of, um, this, this sound with Motion City soundtrack. I've, I've kind of fell off Motion City since their last, um, I think Motion, two or three albums. I think, but. Yeah, I think they're really, for me, I've only dove into their first two albums, which I've really liked. I think the first one that Tom, Mark was, you know, into, and then the second one that Mark Hoppus produced, um, and the way he produced it, he said, he's basically like, I'm just trying to be like Jerry Finn. <laughs> um, so that, that's kind of neat, you know? So. Well, it's kind of funny because he didn't do their album after that, but he did the one after that. Mm. My well, I imagine life. it's probably, uh, it's hard because he's not a traditional He's not ob- always a producer. This is probably just a lot more logistics involved with Mark producing an yeah, album. Yeah, probably to just lock him down. To lock him down, and there's also probably just more like paperwork. It's probably more expensive than the studio, not just like you know the label, not just hiring like the producer they normally work with. You know, it's probably internal boring processes in place for people they're used, you know, all those kind of things. Well, it's kind of funny looking at their thing. So they, they were on Epitaph for the first couple albums, but then My Dinosaur Life, they were on Columbia. Oh wow, um, yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, they're uh, they're a cool band and one that. And um, they went back to Epitaph after that. After that album, didn't do anything. <laughs> oh wow. Well, so they're a band that I think um, is still influential into like the California sound. Um, I think that that's. I think you can hear it on there. Yeah, that's a that's. I think that's a really good point. That's a interesting influ- um, thing to pull pull up for this. There's um one one element about them that I think Blink definitely has now that they didn't used to is a little bit of a theatrical. I mean, not too much, but just a little bit. Like think of a song like Cynical. You know, the way that kind of builds and it's just like very much like a musical number almost, you know, like the curtain coming down. Mm-hmm. And I think uh that's something that that really good sense of dynamics and um you know, for lack of a better word, theatrical way of expressing the songs. I think that's something the motion city soundtrack did really well. If they did, you know, if they did anything well, it was that. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's kind of funny. Like I'm looking at right now at uh hot marks, um, hot marks, hot marks, uh, Mark I'm looking at hot Mark. Hoppus <laughs> right now. He has like a playlist on his Spotify. This is like the best songs. I used to follow it. I think I still uh, yeah. do, but it's, it's like, he still adds stuff to it. Like it's going to like well, just this year. Well, we're wrapping up right now, so why don't we close out by just reading? Why don't you just give me a few of the songs? Just like just he's listening fire. to Cloud Nothings. Mm. He's listening, which I wish the music yeah. would change it, go more into like Waves. Oh, uh, fuck yeah! Uh, even like Mumford and Sons on here, like yeah. Pause. Um, he has Fleetwood Mac on here. He has <laughs> Plus Forty Four on here. Nice. M eighty three. Some Jimmy is on here. That's that's when we we didn't really talk about much, oh, yeah, but Jimmy, we really oh. talked Jimmy to death the last episode. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go back so. to Dude Ranch. If you, Jimmy World, a very integral part of. I think Jimmy sound. would have been probably a, a contemporary inf- uh, influence. I think for Blank for sure, for, like, sure, yeah. for that type of especially Clarity is a huge influence for self titled. I think so. Yeah, they probably it's almost like the blueprint for it. Yeah, I bet you anything that was sketch. probably it because they. That's really well, funny. Well, we actually, you, you joked about Alkaline Trio, but that was a noted, like Tom has said that was a inspiration for him during Untitled is hearing Alkaline Trio's lyrics, in particular Skiva's lyrics. He was like, these are so good. Yeah. I want to go back and like make Untitled's, you know, I want to make mine better mm-hmm. for that. Well, you covered a lot of ground on this whole shebang. Yeah, we try to be <laughs> exhaustive here at the Take Off Your Pants Podcast podcast. What else, uh, Dave, is there any other kind of things you wanted to kind of mention about it? Um, 
how you know there were a couple bands here that you know Pennywise, Dinosaur Junior. There's you know just some bands that, that are listed that the band even had like Elvis Costello. You never got into or yeah, anything. Elvis Costello, um, <laughs> which is one that you know the band isn't referenced. I just think you know I think it's 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 a similar vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely the DNA is there. We'll have to post this playlist on. Oh yeah, definitely. Twenty-two play. I'll make a funny um, cover for it or yeah. something. No, that'd be great. That'd be perfect. <laughs> Is there anything that that we haven't gotten to that that you have kind of been thinking? Uh, the, no, the, I think the this, missing link. This kind of covered, and you kind of opened. Thought I didn't even think of like thinking of uh, recent influences and stuff, and um, I'm sure there's even more. I I hope Mark's listening to more stuff like Waves and. I don't Waves know, those like, type of punk it's a, bands. It's really and, encouraging and awesome to hear Mark listening. To, I hope it's not just added because like he's trying to be a n- nice and he's touring with them. So like, but, <laughs> well, this was this was early he, on. This was like an early on post. You can see when it was posted. It was a few years ago. Nice. So. I mean, Blink Waves wouldn't exist without Blink. And Mm-mm. and I mean, thank God they do. The Waves is is such a good band, and th- it, that'd be really cool to see him drawing from that that um that branch of the punk tree. Yeah, I think so. Like stuff like in, even things like uh, which is, is the SoCal, you know, to tie it all back to that SoCal punk scene, it's still going on. I mean, Blink, you know, very much part of that waves. This band we're talking about touring with Blink, they're from San Diego. Mm-hmm. I think they're specifically from Escondido, maybe even mm-hmm. like they're, you know, this kind of like fast Fast, energetic, fun music is something that's very much a part of this place and uh, something that's very much part of, of what Blink is. And I think part of the appeal of Blink. Yeah, stuff like Moose Blood, like he, like that's another kind of like recent pop punk sort of band. Mm. Uh, and then he's getting into stuff like, you know, there's like Cloud Nothings, like we said. Uh, and then th- bands like Day Wave or like, uh, is it Div or D-I-I-V? Oh, D- yeah, yeah. Like stuff like that, sort of the more new, I call it new, new wave, yeah. whatever you call it. Um, I think it was kind of like pop. Well, I don't know. It's it's in the reign of like a, you know, 80s sort of type of yeah. scenario. Yeah. So it's cool. Well, uh, I don't know. Anything else you want to do? You want to wrap this up? Um. Cool. Yeah. Well, before you get into the thing, we should do our. Uh, before you get, in, if you're get, if you, if I'm hearing you getting into a, <laughs> a thing, what you have to we have to throw out our social medias. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well, let's throw it out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're to keep all this. <laughs> well, thank you for listening this far. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully you got you were educated, and hopefully yeah, you didn't fall I, asleep. I, and and yeah, hopefully you didn't fall asleep. And if you did, that's cool. I like to listen to podcasts sometimes when I fall asleep. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, I think this one you got to put a lot of uh, a lot of edits in there and, and get people and like do it like that. Oh, one yeah. dude, yeah, cut out our bullshit yeah, if I'll, we're making not making yeah. sense, like me. Yeah. So yeah, me just going yeah yeah this is cool yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm excited for, for everyone to hear this and, um, like always, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this and yeah, who do we miss? Yeah. Yell at us for bands we missed or tell us we're awesome and smart for the connections we made. (laughs) Tell me how smart I am. See if we've made, maybe we've, yeah, we motion city soundtrack (laughs) revelation. Um, and where can they do that? Ryan? Well, uh, you can always email us at the old one eighty two podcast at Gmail. One eighty two podcast at gmail.com. One eighty two podcast at gmail.com. 182 podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> but better yet, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook because we probably 
look at that stuff more often. The yeah. emails, I, I let them stack up, and then I get to yeah. them. I mean, we definitely, as you heard earlier in the show, we address them. And if you write in, we'll probably read it to you on the show <laughs> um, and, and talk about it. So, But yeah, and then definitely, it's 182 Podcast uh, at everything. So. Yeah, leave us a, an iTunes review if you do so, if you're so kind. Yeah, please do. We Those love are always, iTunes. That helps us with the algorithms and stuff. So. Yeah, the algorithms, you get uh, like... <laughs> If you actually look up Blink-182 like in the podcast on iTunes, yeah. like, we'll come up because nice. of the reviews our, our listeners have given us. It's and we've, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, but we've sold out now, haven't we've we? have sold out. We have a Patreon. <laughs> uh, is that also Winnie 2 Podcast? For, yeah, for more great content like this, uh, check out our Patreon. We're uh, It's uh, pretty modest. I think we have, like, it's $2 and then $5 or <laughs> the tiers. Yeah, the there's going to be, um, we're, like, we're cut cut to the end. We're doing a monthly bonus cast, and we're recording that this week, like at the last week of the yeah, month. Yeah, we're doing our our. So our first one was our zero episode, which is kind of fun to listen to. Um, if you've heard the show, it's it's uh, pretty it's put together pretty terribly by myself, <laughs> who uh, was early on in the process of learning how to do this. So, so the first new one will be this, yeah. The first this new one is going to be I'm going to say what it is because I think sure. that, I think yeah, it's pretty cool. Maybe it'll get people interested. We're going to be talking about some forty one. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, other so sim- strap in and get ready. So if, if you're one of the subscribers of the $2 tier, uh, you'll hear that. We're going to be interviewing uh, someone. Else. We're going to have someone else on the show. Yeah, um, another, you, some 41 fan. He's kind of more of a metal fan generally. So, I, you know, some 41 is, you know anything about some 41, they get some, <laughs> yeah. you know, some bridge that divide. But you got to pay for that shit. Yeah, we, I, yeah, I should stop talking about it. This is <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> I shouldn't be telling it to everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, um, but, uh, but pay, check out that. Yeah, Patreon. and thank you so much, of course. Like, we really, really really appreciate anyone who's who's a member on there um can't thank you enough it yeah thank means you a lot it's the greatest thing ever keeps me alive yeah no, it <laughs> keeps food it's on the, the table. only thing keeping me going um <laughs> well uh man we really is there, is there anything else ryan have we covered any more ground because i've all this talk about southern california it's really making me want to go get a burrito but the only thing you have to do before that is uh, put the pants back